0: From the top of paradise, Bermuda's best music mix, Ocean 89, a service of Bermuda Broadcasting.
1: It's time to mind your business with Jamila Lodge and Shelly Thunder, brought to you by BEDC. Bermuda business starts here. It sure does, and our catchphrase is, if you don't mind your business, who will? Um, Jamila's taking a break this week, so we have Kelsey again. Welcome, Kelsey. Good to have you on board again this week, honey. How's it going? Good. How are you, Kelly? I am good. What a glorious day we're having. Nice day to chat about all our amazing entrepreneurs and the businesses uh, that they're endeavoring to get done and and the big things that BEDC is doing for them. So I'll let you introduce our guest for today, Kelsey. Yes.
0: (laughs) Um, So, today, we have a special guest who has recently joined our Enterprise Bermuda Incubator Program um, for 2021, and his name is Evan Heiliger, and he's going to be talking to us all about his new business, um, Loquat Learning, and why he decided to join our incubator program. So, I will hand it over right to Evan. Um, Hello, Evan. How are you?
2: hi good afternoon i'm awesome how are you guys doing
0: good so how about we start um with you giving us a little background about yourself and your business?
2: um so how i got started and the field i'm in i'm i'm a tennis coach i've been coaching for maybe eight years now oh wow Um, and i'm also finishing off degrees in economics and in business um, and I, I've always been interested in helping people get better, which is where local Learning comes from, the educational service that I started and helped with the, or get help with from the BEDC. Um, mm-hmm. And the story I usually tell people is that I left home pretty early. I just started six years ago when I left home. I finished high school and I went down to Argentina um, to live for a year, and then after that I lived in Spain. Um, in Madrid, where I'm in technically in university still, um, and then I I realized when I was in those places that there was a lot that I didn't know that I hadn't learned in school, even though I had done pretty well. And um, I remember in Argentina, especially, I had a really poor time with certain things because of the skills that I didn't know um, that I never really addressed in school. So I just wanted to make that change. Um, This local learning um, for the things that we don't know, especially topics like finance and emotional intelligence, things like communication and, you know, managing stress and stuff like that. Um, So I just wanted to find a way to help young people and bring the things that I can do to Bermuda and eventually to the world.
0: Hmm. So for those that don't know what exactly is low quad learning, give us a little rundown.
2: So low quad learning is an education, a supplemental education, it's a tutoring service. Okay. Um, but I want it to be more it is more than that, right? It's a service for kids to learn the things that they need help with in terms of language and other things that we learn in school and also things that we don't necessarily address in school that, you know, we'd like kids to learn, um, which obviously, like I said, finance, i an economics and business major, so obviously that's in my head all the time. Um, you know, we're bringing people in right now for teaching social skills and things like that, which I believe are super important. They're like the number one thing that we all use in life, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, summer camp is obviously really important because three months out of the year, our kids are out of school. Mm-hmm. So we're doing summer camp. And um, I think health is really important. That's a big part of my life. It's almost like the fourth pillar of my life. So we do tennis and PE-style lessons for kids to have fun outside and, and get to play and and start a healthy lifestyle. Okay, that
0: sounds Great. What age are you guys um, assisting?
2: Um, we go as young as four.
0: Okay.
2: Right? Especially with the tennis. I mean, with the tutoring, it's tough now because, like, we can't see people, right? Yeah. As a four-year-old, you. online learning isn't the best.
0: Yeah.
2: And it's the best option. Um, but as young as four and hopefully eventually with the financial concepts and stuff like that, we'll go as high as, you know, later high school. And okay. that's
0: the goal. All right. That sounds awesome. Um, mm. You were talking a bit about how you were having a hard time in Argentina. Can you explain um, a little bit about what that was and what was the catalyst that made you decide to start your own business?
2: Um, I mean, there was a huge, huge culture shock. Mm. Um, it was the first time that I had, Spent any significant amount of time anywhere that wasn't either Bermuda or the U.S. or England, mm. right, which are very similar to Bermuda. Yeah. And the biggest problems I had, like I was in school there, and the problem wasn't, you know, the schoolwork or anything like that. Um, the biggest problem for one was that um, I was living in host families, and there were a lot of. Dynamics and things that I just didn't understand. Right. Like my people skills were off. I'll put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. You know, so I I got into a lot of trouble with people. You know, like a lot of arguments with people that I really shouldn't have gotten into, if I had, you know, the ability to see things from someone else's perspective and have empathy. Right. Mm. Uh, You know, I spent a lot of time in groups where you know, if I had maybe certain leadership skills or things like that, then I could have done better work in school, for example. And mm-hmm. there were things that I realized that I didn't have only upon, like, reflection, right? I was in mm-hmm. Argentina in 2016, I didn't figure it out until, you know, years later. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I messed that up,
1: <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> Um, I just wanted to ask him something, Kels. You mentioned emotional intelligence, Evan, and um, I know you very well. Most of our listeners out there, you know, might not know who you are, but we know you know your dad's mega, mega tennis sports dude, and your mom's excellent teacher in, in in the school system here for many, many, many years. So you had that as far as getting great education and sports education and regular education. But you mentioned emotional intelligence. Maybe I think our listeners might want to understand a little bit what the crux. Of that issue was you did mention social skills, but it's a little bit more than that, right?
2: Yeah, big time. Thank you for asking. So, emotional intelligence. When I say that, when people are asking about low quad learning, that's when I get the most uh, you know funny look. Mm-hmm. Um, so, emotional intelligence um, can basically be broken down into four areas. Um, one is self-awareness, so being aware of yourself. A good example is. Being stressed or angry, and most people don't realize that they're stressed or angry.
1: They're just kind of losing it, and and it's a problem. <laughs>
2: well, I got to stop this before I have burnout, or you know, I'm being guilty right now. I feel sad. I need to stop this before you know I let this affect my life. Right? Um, being aware of my emotions, then being aware enough to affect my emotions. Like I'm angry, I'll you know take my 10 deep breaths and now I, I feel better. Right? Sure. That's like the base level
1: sure.
2: that it needs to learn. And then after that, it gets into empathy, You know, being aware of other people's emotions. Um, that was one of my big weaknesses. So if I'm working in a team and I say, hey, that work was terrible, I might not realize that I've just easily hurt this person's feelings. And exactly. yeah. we're not gonna be able to work together for a long time afterwards. Sure. Um, and then the next level was being able to uh, manage people's emotions. It sounds, you know, it sounds like it could be nefarious, but it's really like what every person does in a team. Sure. Where you want someone to feel happy, you so say, you say, hey, good job.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh-huh. Influencing other people's emotions. Um, so that's like the four levels of emotional intelligence
1: uh-huh.
2: that that kids can that kids can learn and should learn, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, there's so much emph- emphasis on IQ when it comes to learning ability, but EQ, as it's called, there are quite a few books on it. I've read a couple good ones too on emotional intelligence. So I'm really pleased that you're focusing on this. It is tantamount. You, as a you know, pretty good student. I know how you went through school and you got the opportunities you did because academically, you know, you had it going going on. But you're you're really saying something that I think will touch a lot of people by saying just because you got the smarts doesn't mean you got all your ducks in a row, right? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I agree. And the IQ is something that we like. We all learn in school, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only universal skills that we need have to do with EQ. Exactly. Like all of us in whatever business or path in life we take have to work with people. Sure. You know, most of us are going to have kids at some point or at least interact with kids and stuff.
1: Yeah, it affects so parenting. It's Absolutely.
2: essential for us to be able to teach these things to people when they're
1: young so that Mm -hmm. we can thrive when we're older. Gosh, awesome, man.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree, and thank you for um, asking that question, Shelly, because even in business, just like um, Evan just said, you need emotional intelligence too, because you are dealing with people, and especially as an entrepreneur just starting out, one of your greatest assets assets is the people around you and um, your ability to network. So mm-hmm. having those skills to do so is really, really important. Um, so now, Evan, I would like to talk to you a bit more about um, your entrepreneurial journey and how you were introduced into the um, idea of entrepreneurship. What made you want to be an entrepreneur? Uh,
2: well, there's like a million reasons that I could go into, <laughs> but um Number one is probably, well, sorry, I'll start situationally. Situationally okay. with the pandemic. Um, mm. Like I said, I'm about to finish my international business bachelor, my international economics bachelor, and the business bachelor, I'll graduate, you know, this summer. Um, okay. And normally right now I'd be in school, and the fact that I'm home and working and in school and stuff, it made me sort of have to think about, like, post-university life, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, really, if you're... Normally, I mean, if I'm in university, then I'm just in university, I'm still immersed in that. You're still a um, student. a <laughs> like a catalyst, and then I always knew when I was younger that I probably would start my... Not probably, that I would mm-hmm. start my own business, um, mostly because I'm very picky about, you know, the work that I do. I've always been extremely adamant even since I was, you know, like 10 or 12, that the work that I would do when I was an adult would be work that I felt was worth doing and mm-hmm. work that made me happy, you know? Um, and I like, like working with kids has always made me happy. It's always felt worth doing. Yeah. So that's, you know, the, the biggest reason why I decided to go into the area in which I, into which I went, where I'm going.
0: Okay, so for those that are thinking of taking the leap into entrepreneurship, and I know there's many with the same reason as you, um, because COVID has certainly pushed a lot of people into the space, Um, but for those people that are thinking of doing it, but just haven't taken the leap yet, what are three things that you would suggest that they consider first?
2: (laughs) Based on, well, I mean, at the same time, this is, you know, I'm 21, so I always, I preface my advice by saying that when, when people ask. Um, but what I would say is number one, um, is like passion, you know, mm. so if you, a lot of people, especially my age, are really into the hustle, hustle culture type of thing where like, you know, I want to work hard, I want to, you know, make money or do this or whatever. Um, but, in my opinion motivation is very temporary but passion is more permanent so if you have a passion yeah. for something it's be a lot easier to work hard and do all the stuff that you know people starting a business have to do over the long term rather than you know for a month or a year you know yeah, uh, yeah. that's number 1 consider where your passion is number 2 is make sure you're always learning because obviously you have to wear a bunch of hats so you know, at the start of this, I'm like I have posted, you know, four times on Instagram in like eight years, you know, I mm-hmm. <laughs> know nothing about marketing. Then all of a sudden I have to market in order to have a business. So I yeah. you know, just start pounding book after book. You have to, you know, be willing to learn, number two. Um and number three is just teamwork. You know, like you nothing great was ever achieved by one person. Like you need to yep. build a team to be able to cover your own weaknesses one and to you know, sort of multiply your abilities together so that you can create something even greater.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. And speaking of team, um, let's move into talking about um, the enterprise from you to incubator because essentially that's what you joined. You joined a big team, um, not only of the staff at BEDC, but also your incubatees who are with you along on this journey. Um, So, what made you apply for, um, to be a part of the EBI program?
2: Uh, Well, number one was, I thought that it was a great opportunity to learn. Like I said, learning Mm -hmm. is important. And I knew that, you know, at the beginning of the journey, there's a lot that I need to know. Um, There are things that I don't even know I don't know, right? Right. So, that the incubator would help me, you know, execute this vision and bring this change to Bermuda and to the world Mm -hmm. um, and not be limited by my own, you know, lack of business acumen and youth. which, Mm
1: -hmm. you know, it's
2: not really, that's not, it's not fair. It's not fair to me. It's not fair to the children who like I seek to serve, you know? Sure. Um, And I also thought it would help me, you know, validate the ideas. I wasn't really sure. How good of a business idea I had. So going through the BEDC would help me, you know, refine the idea and
1: make sure that it's viable as a business. Well, that's awesome. Because Kelsey, how much time do we? How many times we talk about that? You know, just because you're passionate about something, right? And and if you don't know a bunch of the other avenues, that's where BEDC steps in. So you can hash out what could be logistical issues or definitely financial issues and definitely knowledge of business Mm -hmm. and taxation and licensing and all that sort of stuff that goes along with 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 having your own business. And when Evan just said, you know, there were a lot of things I didn't know, and I didn't know I didn't know them. (laughs) That's one of my things. I'm real honest, I'm real sure about what I don't know. But I will ask someone, (laughs) I won't tell you that I do know, and, 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 you know, fail at whatever, whatever the endeavor is, I'm going to say, you know, I'm not the one to give advice on that or to tell you how to do that. So that is really, really important. I think a lot of people get caught up in like, yeah, I'm good at this. I can, I'm passionate about it and this, that, and the other. And they do something that's like totally off the wall because they did not know X, Y, or Z, you know, Mm -hmm. was, was part of the equation. So that's really important to be really sure about what you don't know and know who to ask so that you do know. Right.
0: Yeah, I think that's one of the most important skills that you could have as an entrepreneur is just being willing to admit that you don't know everything um, and to be open enough to ask for help. Um, And that's part of where the BDC comes in, where we are that resource for you. We can make the connections and we admit ourselves that we don't know everything, but we certainly can make the connections with other industry experts that could help you out with what you're struggling with. Um, And that's one of the great things about the um, incubator program is that that's what you get access to. Um, For a whole year, these businesses join. Um, They receive mentorship, um, access to resources in different industries, financial, marketing, you name it. Um, And one of the greatest things about it is that it's a team of eight um, entrepreneurs who are all in the same boat. And they are all on the same journey and can help each other and can help validate each other's business ideas, too. So Evan, what do you hope ac- hope to accomplish for um, Loquat Learning while you are in the incubator?
2: Uh, well, the incubator is for a year. Yeah. Uh, what I'd like to do within that year, um, obviously, is to hone my business skills. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I obviously would like to make connections. I've already started making connections with the other people in the incubator, which is obviously really important. Um, Luckily, there are multiple people in the incubator who are starting businesses or running businesses that directly tie into what Quad Learning's vision is. Mm -hmm. Um, And I hope that the incubator puts me in a spot where I can start to generate change to, you know, education and obviously it's a big emotional intelligence is big. We have, you know, a conversation about it earlier. So I hope mm-hmm. to generate change in, you know, the educational zeitgeist, I guess, where emotional intelligence is a central part of what we teach young people. And put me in a position where put us in a position where we can make large scale changes in Bermuda and eventually internationally and not just, you know, just change the lives of the few children that we work with directly in in any particular time. Mm
0: -hmm. So your business model relies on building a great relationship with parents and also a good understanding of Bermuda's current educational system and the change that you were talking about as well. Can you tell us a little bit about how you plan on building that relationship and encouraging parents to embrace your alternative learning model?
2: Um, well, luckily, I've been coaching tennis for, you know, eight years, like I said. So yeah. I've been building relationships with parents for for that long. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the time, to be honest, I found that like parents want the best for their children, mm-hmm. so if you're doing good work, the relationship will build itself, if right. that makes sense. Yeah. You know, like, if the children are happy and they're getting better and the parents see the results, um, then the parents will almost come to you and, and, and build that relationship with you themselves instead of you having to go out and seek to, you know, make sales calls or whatever, right. you know what I mean? Right,
0: And. What has been some of like the challenges that you have had so far? Has that part I know you said you've been coaching tennis for eight years, so those relationships sort of build organically, but there are there any challenges in relation to you getting people on board with understanding that emotional intelligence is important, for example?
2: Uh no. Not really. Okay, like good. if you well if in the street it's hard to explain emotional intelligence in an elevator pitch yeah so I would say like I said I do get the the odd look um, but if I'm sitting down to talk to people um about it I would I've never so far encountered someone like oh you know self-awareness is worthless <laughs> you know <Yeah>. or <laughs> you know being able to manage stress is not important like no one ever has said that so mm-hmm. um I guess as, as far as an improvement to make on that, I would like to, you know, be able to put the concept into a 25-second a, a sound bite that I can present to people so they understand what the importance is,
0: mm.
2: um, you know, in quick interactions in the street and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes so much sense. And like you said, it's hard to really dive into it in your elevator pitch, um, but certainly in building... True connections and ha- being able to have the time for the conversation, people will definitely get it, and I'm excited for where it's going to go. Um, what type of like, where would you say you are, as far as development goes for low quad learning? What stage are you at?
2: Um, I would say it's on probably still the launch phase. Yeah. If you like, we're still in the very early parts of growth. Like we do teach, we have my I teach um obviously was teaching tennis before you were locked down again and we're mm-hmm. teaching languages. Um, we have two teachers now. We just added RJP to the team, which is awesome. Mm. Um, but you know, the full range of things still has to be fleshed out because obviously it's just one person mm-hmm. doing a lot of the work and another person. You know, we just joined on, um, so I'd say it's still technically launched, but we are, you know, providing services to people already.
0: Perfect. And what cool. have been some of your successes this far? I know you're just in the launch stage, but what's gone right for you so far?
2: Um, well, number one, obviously, to City Incubator, you know. Yay! It, <laughs> you know, it puts us in a, a rarefied air yeah. the new ventures on the island. Um, a second one I would say is adding someone new to the team, like getting to the point from one person to two people, even if, you know, if both of us are still university students, adding, like I said, RJT to, to, to our team was mm-hmm. a success for me. Like I, I thought it was great. Um, cause she's a really good, a really good, um, teacher and it was, gratifying to me to be like, oh, like, this is not just me doing something. This is like a a, a group thing. Like, this is growing. Mm-hmm. As <laughs> um, I say, the successes, if I add a third one, would just be some of the feedback I've gotten already from parents and from students, especially, like, students saying, like, hey, you know, I one student said I used to think Spanish was really boring, but now it's fun. You know, mm-hmm. that was like... <laughs> I talked about that for like a week, you know, cause that is the sort of thing that makes you, you know, happy and feels like you've had some successes, you know? Yeah, makes that's, my heart full.
0: that's great. So what can we do to encourage young people to consider entrepreneurship as a viable option? Um, I know at BDC, that is definitely one of our goals. And I know that you work with young people. Um, so are you doing anything to encourage them? into entrepreneurship or even just consider it as an option?
2: Um, what can we do? I think it's obviously like super important. It's not something I even like when I say I knew that I was gonna start my own business, but I knew it sort of, you know, deep down, but I never like considered the word entrepreneur, you know what I mean? Right. So I think the first the first thing, um and thankfully like Global culture is doing this already. It's just awareness mm-hmm. uh, that it's possible, you know, raise awareness in schools and also raise awareness on, you know, how different it could be. Like there are so many forms of entrepreneurship, you know, like obviously there's a the freelancer or the sole proprietor, but I mean, if you get 10 friends together who all have expertise in, in some other area, and you put together a business, and that's still entrepreneurship, right? Yeah.
0: Um,
2: So raising awareness about how it works and the different styles there are. Um, I think that a good option that I would, you know, be pushing for in the near future is something like a a sandbox, a sandbox being somewhere where you get to try things without as much consequence. Okay. Um, So, yeah, I, like, I had that privilege of, you know, teaching tennis. It was sort of like, I didn't think of it as entrepreneurship, but it was. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I started at 14, like if I just wasn't a tennis coach, a good tennis coach, sorry, then there was no consequence, if you know what I mean. Like if you try when you're 35, then there might be a bit more consequence. Um, right. You have more. And, yeah. And then guidance with like being the to be, I think the, BDC does, sorry, Mm -hmm. Um, guidance in, you know, schools and stuff like that would be great. Um, And then obviously educating on universal business skills, which is, you know, part of what we do is finance and stuff. Um, And then teaching people how to, you know, work in teams and build relationships with people, which is obviously like skill number one for entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, manage books or... You know, do math from a finance perspective and stuff like that. So it doesn't seem as daunting. Right. Me. Like if we yeah. address some of this stuff when we're 14 or 12, then when we're 22, it might not seem as daunting to try to start on own business.
0: Yeah, um, that's very true. So, yeah,
2: you know, awareness, sandbox, and educating us when we're early. Yeah. When we're
0: young. Yeah. A lot of people will have the same experience as you as well, where like they know they want to own their own business, but they, don't really um, conceptualize it as entrepreneurship. Like they don't think that, oh, that's what entrepreneurship is. Um, so mm-hmm. part of what BDC is trying to do is to get people to recognize that, yeah, this is entrepreneurship and, yeah, you think do it and make entrepreneurship more approachable. So I definitely agree with all that you said um, to getting younger people on board. The sandbox idea sounds great. So before, we are almost out of time, but I want to make sure that um, our listeners know where to find you and how they can get in contact with you. So just let everybody know where they can find you in the best mode of contact.
2: Awesome. Um, So there are Instagram um, and Facebook at Loquat Learning, Um, Loquat Space Learning, just like the fruit, or at Loquat Learning. Mm -hmm. Um, They can WhatsApp me or the business at five, nine, nine, four, zero, eight, eight. Um, they can email look what learning at info at look what Um, or they they can reach out to me directly. It's just and Hyler on Facebook, on Instagram, I'm um, on LinkedIn, you know? Um, so yeah, just <laughs> easy to reach.
0: <laughs> Perfect. It sounds like you are up and running and good to go. Um, is there anything else that you want to leave us with, um, this afternoon?
2: Uh, well, thanks. Thanks to you guys. Thanks to the listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, just, I hope people can go out and be happy, you know, mm-hmm. just work out <laughs> to be happy. Yes. Happiness be nowadays No the pandemic, you know, yeah. you can't ever forget.
0: That's very true. And I want to thank you for coming on. And I'm definitely excited to see where you go within the incubator, but as well as outside of it, um, afterwards too and I'm excited to see what Loquat Learning turns into
1: Yeah, um, Evan, you know how proud I am of you um, and, and you know the amazing, I I expected no less from you when he was nine years old, Kelsey I knew this was going to happen <laughs> for this young man he was always that, um, that, that, that great kid and, and you know, empathetic, had many friends in school and all of that so he's totally the right dude to be doing this right now but Evan I want to say to you with the revamping of our education system right now yeah. I really really think you need to have some sort of meeting with the committee that is working on that, you know, make a, a submission to where maybe low what learning and parts of it could be incorporated into classroom learning, you know, and thing. then you're there as the um person to to oversee and spearhead and understand that um, we we are sort of you know missing the ball a bit for for a tennis um, <laughs> analogy there where, where that swing is not quite right, <laughs> for to to get everyone you know up to speed on on what real life is about because I think that's what you've been talking about in a nutshell here.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Thanks. I, I think it's a good idea. I always I describe within those five when I'm talking to my team members. Um, I don't even describe it as a business. I always use the word movement because I yes. think like that are the things that I think are just as important as, you know, getting mm-hmm. past a break-even point. You know? Well, you
0: him, everybody join the movement, join the low learning movement. Um, but thank you so much, Evan, and thank you, Shelly, for having us this afternoon.
1: Always a pleasure, guys. And um, hey Kelsey, what do you say we do this again, same time, same place next week? Evan, we're gonna be yep. keeping an eye on you, and we look forward to hearing a whole lot more about it. Thank you. All right, guys, take care. Thanks for joining yeah. us this afternoon, guys. Talk to you in a Bye. bit. Kelsey, what do we always say if you don't mind your business? Who will? Who will? We're going to do it right here again. So hopefully you'll join us one more time. Take care, my friend. Thank you for listening to Mind Your Business with BEDC. Bermuda business starts here. Ocean 89.